Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Billboard Chartbeat Podcast, Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Charts. And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, a chart manager here at Billboard. Doing something a little bit different this week. We have uh, two podcasts, so uh, the second one posting this week is going to be our usual uh, chart-based deep dive into all things charts, but... uh, I'm a huge hockey fan. Couldn't turn this down. We're talking (laughs) NHL. We're talking the NHL playoffs and music of the NHL playoffs and just the music of how the NHL has gotten so much more into the live space. So we're going to talk all about that. Really excited to have NHL Chief Content Officer and Executive Vice President Steve Mayer. Welcome, Steve. Well, thank you guys for having me. Uh, if you haven't figured out by now, I'm wearing yellow, which is to approximate black and gold for the Bruins. I, I, I got that sense. Yeah. Uh, and as we head to the playoffs, it's, it's um, y- your, your chances are good. Your chances are good that uh, the, the Bruins might be around all the way to the end. But for 16 other teams or 15 other teams, I think they feel the exact same way as we, we head into the playoffs. I was going to say, it's, uh, it's Boston and Toronto and, and 14 other teams. Don't worry <laughs> exactly. about that. Exactly. Uh, you're a New Jersey native, so your, your teams are? Yeah. So, you know, when I was growing up, uh, there was not a New Jersey team. Um, and at the league, uh, y- you um, work for the league. You root for all 31 teams equally. Uh, but I must admit that um, growing up, I, w- I was a Rangers fan. Um, so, But th- now, given the fact that the Rangers are eliminated yeah. uh, from winning this year's Stanley Cup, I am rooting for 16 teams equally. <laughs> <laughs> so you win either way. Yeah, y- yeah exactly. I will be a... A fan of the Stanley Cup champion, no matter what. Yeah. People say that uh, NHL playoffs are the best playoffs, and I'm I'm a little biased as a big hockey fan, but uh, there's there's no other sport really that can end just instantly. You get to an NHL uh, an overtime game. It's even in football, you you know it might be coming, and in baseball, you can you can count down the outs. Basketball is a clock, but uh, you could be uh, two three in the morning if it's a triple uh, overtime. Any second, the game could end. Yeah, you know, it is it is unique, and we realize that. And because we we understand, and you know, fans of all sports talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs in that vein. You know, we we really do put a huge focus at the league because we know the attention is there. We know that 
it is, you know, it is really special. The games are so competitive. I saw a stat yesterday, which I thought was unbelievable, that um, in the last four years, 73% of all our series also have gone to six or seven games. So, you know, there's also the parity within the league. And, you know, we joked about the Bruins, but there, there are many teams that can win the Stanley Cup. And, and because of that, I, I just think these games are so competitive. And we all pray for those four overtime thrillers because they're the ones that everybody remembers. But the, the playoffs are special. They, they certainly are. Yeah, there's, uh, as a fan, there's nothing better when you win one of those games. Uh, there's nothing worse when you, well, why don't I just spend six hours watching this? And, <laughs> exactly. And, and now I'm going exactly. uh, have uh, no energy for, for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we give a lot of people around the country um, a tough day the next day if you're staying up till two in the morning watching one of our games. But, you know, uh, it, you know, we hope at the league level that you get a lot of those sleepless nights because that means our playoffs are incredible. And just uh, just the the players themselves. I think it's it's one of those sports where people are pretty in awe of them because it, it's one of those sports where it's uh, it's not not so much. Uh, I'm not sure I could see myself doing that. You got to be on a whole different level of uh, just the talent to, to do it and, and the the conditioning as well. Yeah, I mean it's it's a special athlete. Uh, they're they're out on the ice in in short stints, but they go hard and and they work you know, really hard to get to this moment. You know, one of the things I've noticed, and I've only been with the league for three years, but I, I don't, and I've been around the other sports, um, when these guys are like, forget the money, forget, when they get into the playoffs, I mean, their passion, their their interest to win that cup, man, it's everything. You talk about it as a little boy, this is what they dreamed about. I mean, it, they're little boys. And that comes through. We we do a program called Quest for the Stanley Cup. Uh, extremely unique that we get access. We get in locker rooms. We get to players' homes. Um, it's a seven-part series. But, man, do you see in that series how meaningful it is for our players to win the Cup? I mean, it's everything. and And the irony of it all, is, you know, you win it once, you want to win it again. Like, it, it, you can never get sick of it. And I don't see that necessarily in some of the other sports. It doesn't come across that way as it does in hockey. Well, part of it is the cup itself. It's just, it, it's the most famous trophy. It is. It is. And uh, it's, a, it's a rock star. You know, talking to Billboard, I can talk about rock stars. Our rock star <laughs> is the Stanley Cup. I mean, everywhere it goes, the crowds. I, we were in Pittsburgh. We did a Stanley Cup meet and greet, okay? It was just meet the greet and Stanley Cup. Pittsburgh's won a bunch of times, as we all know. And I went to the front of the line. The line was unbelievable. I went to the front of the line. I said, how long have you been waiting to take a picture with the Stanley Cup? They said, two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. And wow. they said, but we're one away. Right. We're right. Like, they were happy to have waited two hours and 15 minutes. You find that every city we go, like, to touch the cup, which, by the way, a lot of our players don't like to do. Right. But to get a picture, to get that moment with the cup, it, it's unbelievable. And I don't think, you know, the, the World Cup is pretty spectacular as well. But our, our you know, especially in American sports, there, there's no trophy that represents more. 
with Trevor's looking like he, he can't believe this. I I, I remember Come once on, at, at the <laughs> Providence Mall I went to and the cup was there. There were lines of people. It was just it was to yeah. see the Stanley Cup. Yeah, people love to just get a, their picture with it. I mean, maybe it's I'm from Houston, so I don't know if it's because warm weather. And I know that you know the arrows. Yeah. We love them. Um, but yeah. I don't know if it's like, – because it's funny because I guess not growing up in that cold environment or, or you know, I, mean, I guess we always were outside 10, 11 months of the year. Maybe maybe that shifted my perspective and relationship with hockey because, I, mean, I mean, I just – I mean, even just right now hearing the two of you, like, just, you know, fanboying over it, I'm <laughs> like – I'm like it's. I'm like it. I mean, like, like I, the Stanley Cup is cool, but I mean, it's, it's like the Holy Grail, like the Iron Throne out here. Well, you know the beauty also of our game, and we, we've seen it especially in the last few years. So you'd say you're from Houston. So we had a we 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 have a team in Nashville that you know I, I bet you ninety percent of the people in Nashville were exactly like you. Hockey, I'm not. I really wasn't around it. I didn't grow up. And now their team is, talk about it, again, a rock star. Like, that team is the biggest hit in Nashville. The crowds are crazy. You know, we opened up streets from a music standpoint. You know, we did concerts there as far as the eye could see. I was told that some of the things that we did in Nashville were some of the biggest events they've ever done. And we did it around the Stanley Cup final when Nashville two years ago made the final. Then last year, you go to Vegas, another place. First of all, they don't have any other sports there. Uh, You know, obviously there's gambling in in Vegas, but they had, you know, talked to 90% of those people. The the locals never been around hockey. Now they're experts. Now they're in love with the game. They, they, a ticket in, in Vegas is gold. It's gold. So, you know, what we always profess and talk about so much is I got to get you to a game, Trevor. Because if I get you to a game, I'm going to suck you in. You're you're going to fall in love with our sport. You're gonna you're gonna like get the feeling. I mean, it's really like like so exciting. And, and but the thing is, you got to you know you have to be exposed to it. And that's our goal at the NHL. How do we get? people like Trevor, to watch our game. And I'm going to make a transition here. And so we look at pop culture and we look at other ways to kind of bring somebody into our sport that might not ever like just say, you know, I'm going to watch a hockey game tonight, but I might want to see that celebrity or see that music artist. And and I think that that's what's happened in some of the cities that, you know, the sport had never been exposed to the celebrities came out the music started to happen and suddenly people were like oh i might check this out whoa this is pretty cool you know and so we've we've been able to grow and grow in places that we never thought we would grow florida vegas california arizona and um and that's what's making our league um you know on the rise and these are a lot of free shows you're doing uh, before games, so it's getting people in who don't have to pay anything. And then, as you're saying, they realize, oh, the, this game is pretty cool. Yeah, for me, uh, and I've had a history in, in sport and in entertainment. For me, it's it's about the experience inside, outside, and making it an experience. You know, I've always felt personally when I've gone to an event. The ones that I remember are the ones that had that something extra. Yeah, Yes, if I've gone to a great game, if I go to a four-overtime game, that's fantastic. But if I don't, 
and the game is sort of average. So what was it about that event that I'm going to remember forever? And many times it's what's gone on around the peripheral of the event that makes it really memorable, whether it's a concert beforehand, whether it's the way we do our game presentation and how unique that is, whether it's ice projection on the ice, whether it was a celebrity who I got to meet, whether it was the Stanley Cup. Those are the things that sort of stand out. And our belief is also to make them accessible. So, you know, we're not charging people to go to our pregame concert. We're, We're putting it in a spot where also a crowd will gather and socially they'll start to to interact and then socially start sending it around to to you know to their friends and and it just grows it just gets bigger and bigger and so you know there's a lot of thought in sort of how we position that and when we do it and then how we also amplify it on our networks and um and also within our ecosystem and other ecosystems in places that our fans go to, not necessarily to find hockey, but to just talk about life. So uh, one thing I think that's really cool about that is especially just how quickly you have to react to what's going on when you're in a live playoff situation. Like I thought bringing up Nashville is a great idea because uh, I went to school in Nashville, actually. So Yeah, so I know the Predators... Um, I mean, there's an NFL team in Nashville. You know, Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. are there. You will find way more excitement for a Predators game than any Tennessee Titans game. You're not just saying that because I'm here. No, I mean it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, LP Field. May- maybe the attendance has gone up a while, but um, you know, uh, Titans. <laughs> Titans can use some help. But when you have something like that that happens, when you don't know, you know, who's going to be in in certain rounds in the playoffs, how do you sort of react to getting something like, like a Nashville community event together? You know, you have four or five days, we got to get this, the essence of this city together and out. And how does that happen? I have no idea. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I tell you, it's really hard, but it's, it's, it's the great challenge. And, and that's very, you know, your perception of it is, is spot on. Um, because let's face it, you know, I want to do, for instance, with the league, a concert every single night of the Stanley Cup final. I have zero idea right now where that is. So right now, you know, I, I'm talking to artists, right? So, you know, for point of example, and, you know, never, uh, you know, let's just say I'm talking to Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton would be good in Vegas. I don't know why I just brought up Wayne Newton, but you know he can, he's available. You know that that artist is available from X to X. But then you know the the next question is, well, what date? I don't know. And then where? I have no idea right now. So so the first piece is you just go around um, finding who's available, and there's certain artists that we're interested in. But it's also, you know, listen, in Nashville, there's a particular genre that I would I would want to go to. Country music works there. Everybody loves it. It might not work somewhere else. You know, rap might work somewhere, but not somewhere else. Pop might work. So, so that's another tough part. It's like, so, you know, because each city has its own sort of taste in music. And what I'm finding... Because people ask me all the time, like, well, what's the NHL's music? Like, what's the genre? And you know what? We don't have really one. Like, everybody says classic rock, hard rock. And I'm kind of bored of that. 
from from a standpoint of like I think we're best off playing to, to all tastes. And, you know, what we're actually looking for is the, the more popular music, you know, because again, I'm trying to reach the most people. Um, but it's hard going back to your question, it, it, but it's so incredibly satisfying when you pull it off. Like last year, uh, you know, we, we took a step back. We were so active in it. We had a concert every single night. We had somebody lined up for game six and seven. Who uh, the performer in Game Seven was going to be huge, our biggest artist ever, um, named? No, well, not I can't can't say it now because I'll try to get him this year. <laughs> but I will say this: that you know we we pulled it off, and then when you, you step back and you go, man, we did it. You know that was you know it was a little bit of a challenge, but it also was pretty cool. And I think the managers, the agents, the record labels, all the people that we deal with, actually thought. Wow, how did we do that? Like, because it is a team effort, as we all know. Um, and we'll do it again, or at least we're going to try to do it again. I was going to say, uh, growing up, my first uh, Bruins game was in 1983 in Hartford. They yeah. played the Whalers, and it feels like for years, uh, the music you thought about uh, for the NHL was Brass Bonanza. That was maybe the one that was identified with the NHL. And now you look at everything you guys have done uh, pretty much this decade. It kind of feels like uh, with all these live events, the Winter Classic, all these uh, events with music tied to them, this is this is really a new golden era for uh, entertainment with the NHL. Yeah, well, music and sports, uh, they just go hand in hand. Um, you know, and our sport has this energy to it that's unique. We've talked a little about that. and And then to support it, whether the music is on our broadcasts, you know, under a highlight package, um, whether it's live, uh, you know, we just feel music is just a huge part of what we're doing. And we also find that we love the personalities that are involved in music. A lot of them are huge hockey fans. I mean, many of the artists that we've had perform are hockey fans. And if they haven't been or weren't hockey fans before they perform, I think we helped convert them a bit. Um, you know, we just had Keith Urban in Philadelphia. You know, Keith Urban is a great example. In Nashville, goes to a few Preds games, falls in love with it. He and his wife show up, show up, did a, uh, you know, a performance in Nashville, an anthem. And when we called Keith to, to perform, and we, we've tried numerous times, but he's always wanted to do it because he just loves being around the game. It, it helps a lot. And I think that goes for any sport. If you find somebody who's passionate about what you're doing, they're much more apt to want to show up and help you promote. Um, and then their feeling, which is awesome, is that you're going to help them as well. Um, and so, you know, you know, we're always searching for the hockey fan who also can get this done musically as well. But we're also, you know, looking at converting some some of these artists into hockey fans. And, you know, a lot of them, after they're done performing, stick around for a game. I guess one artist uh, you didn't have to convert was a person who had to be married to a, to a Nashville predator, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, yeah. And Carrie – so that run – with Nashville, you know, I, I still think it's pretty spectacular. You know, the, it was a who's who of country music that ended up singing those anthems every single night. And again, the, the, the beauty of that was sort of the secret of it all. When we sort of felt like, wow, we don't need to announce this. 
um, that's when everybody would be guessing who's going to sing next. And that was a great run. And again, it just helps to promote all the other events that we're doing. Because, you know, one of the things that we also have done at the NHL is we've hired a team of producers, um, a, a really strong production team um, that these artists now have confidence they come to an NHL event and they're going to get the highest level of production. These are people that they've seen for years on the concert circuit or on entertainment shows, television shows. And they're very well known and they've all sort of come into our fold. So, and then we take a lot of pride in how big these productions look. And so that helps as well that you know you're going to get a really well produced show when you do something with the NHL. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So we're taping this ahead of uh, April 10th when this posts. That's uh, the start of the uh, Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. But uh, Cage the Elephant is the act that's uh, kicking things off this year. Uh, chart stat, because we're the Chart podcast, that uh, most number one hits on uh, the Alternative Songs chart this decade. And right day. now, look at your chart. The Billboard Alternative number one song is Cage the Elephant, their new single. Uh, you know, we met that band in Nashville. They actually performed as a house band for one of the games, the Stanley Cup final. Uh, we've stayed in contact with them, um, met them a few weeks ago in New York. They played their new, their new album for us. Um, when I say us, my, my assistant and I, uh, love the band, uh, like their energy. Uh, and they are right now about to release. This uh, next week, their their new album, and so yeah, they're going to perform. We, uh, the, the location is incredible. It's adjacent to the arena in Tampa. Uh, we're actually expecting uh, fifteen to twenty thousand people for their performance, uh, and so for us, the vision of our fans tuning in Game One Stanley Cup fi- uh, playoffs. And you see these masses of people to watch Cage the Elephant. Like, that for us is the tone to set for what we hope is the best Stanley Cup playoff ever. You know, what we're trying to show is that there's crowds inside, outside, 
and, and it can be as big as it can be. And, and this, in our opinion, will be our biggest start. And last year we had a great start as well. We had Logic on day one and we filled the, to the uh, Toshiba Plaza in, in Vegas. This will be bigger. I mean, I, I hope. I mean, I think that the fans in Tampa will will be listening and get out there. But, uh, you know, the space is magnificent and a perfect location for for this opener. I realize I just promoted uh, Tampa, the, the one team with uh, yeah, you more did. points than Boston. <laughs> you, you, you did. But, you know, it conference. is the first round. It yeah. is the first round. So you, you, you will see them in the second round. <laughs> You'll see them in the second round. Uh, Drake, too, has performed. Yes. A, a huge list of, of acts who've uh, performed NHL events. How, yeah. do, how do you nab the unnabbable Drake? Well, the unnabbable Drake was a little easier to nab in 2012. I was working for another company, but I was hired by uh, the NHL, um, and we we went after him. At that time, also, um, so, you know, listen, I'm— we're really happy. Drake was, that's a great get. But um, at that time, Drake was not the Drake of the Toronto Raptors. He was a free agent, a sports free agent. Mm. So knowing he was from Canada at that time, he was just really starting to make a move. Um, you know, it was, it was literally a, hey, why don't we reach out and ask him if he wants to do this? I will say this. Um, I, I've now been involved since 2012 in NHL events and and that and All Star games in particular, All Star games are unique because we're those are on the ice. We we have the performance actually on the ice during an intermission, and and it's it's a tough one because the performers out there are sort of on their own, they're like on a stage in the ice, and there's not people. We can't really bring fans onto the ice. Um, our players like to every single one of them came out of the locker room when Drake was performing and came on the ice and they just sat in front of Drake. They, they, they were mesmerized by the performance. And that one was so unique since then, like a couple of players come out for each of our performances. And we've had some really good all-star performers as well. Uh, but that was unbelievable. Like to watch the players all just leave the locker. Hey coach, I'm out of here. Come out. Um, really, really unique. Uh, but you know, we, we have, yeah, yes, we got Drake, but we did get him before he became Drake. He was just Drake at the time. <laughs> so, so for, for, if the unthinkable happens and Toronto beats Boston, I guess Drake, Toronto connection, maybe. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll, you know, so that's another thing you, you want to feed to the people that are from the cities. So you, you need to tell me who we should go after. Who's your top five from Boston? Yeah. But in, in, in Canada, uh, yeah, we, we would, we're certainly going to make the ask. Uh, I mean, Canada feels like it's right, you know, between Sean Mendez, The Weeknd, Drake. You know what else about Canada, which I've realized? So um, there are some certain bands in Canada that are huge in Canada, and, and we in the United States don't know too much about them. Yeah, sure, we, we got it. And, and I think the other thing is as it builds – and the excitement builds, the Sean Mendes, like some of them actually start making phone calls to us. Hey, we want to support. What, what do you got? We know you want to do stuff. So you got, you, you've got the, the ones that we all know. And then, you know, we've had some really great success with bands like Arkells, Strombellas, um, that are really, really popular in Canada, but, you know, have, have okay presence here. Um, 
The one band that I tried desperately to get when I first came to the league, and it was the Tragically Hip. Right. And that band in in Canada, it, wow, there, there was nothing like it. Right. And I met Gord Downey, who has since passed, um, and they were hockey fans, true hockey fans. But that's when I realized how, you know, it is a different dynamic in Canada. And in Canada, we are the NFL. Like, we're the number one show starting April the 10th. We are the number one show on television from April 10th until the end of the Stanley Cup final. And I'm talking about Survivor, Bachelor, American, any show on television, a hockey game is the number one show each night. It's pretty good. <laughs> so if Canadian, if a Canadian team can make it through, I don't think we're gonna have too much trouble booking music talent. Yeah, because uh, a, a Canadian team also hasn't won a Stanley Cup since 1993. Right. I was gonna say I've, I've read uh, comments from uh, not to keep talking about the Bruins, but Bruins uh, sports fans saying, uh, we, you know, we actually want Montreal in the playoffs just because it makes it so much better. The it, passion. Yeah, it, it, it does, and. Um, the, the, you know, there is a dynamic up there. They love their hockey. Um, and it's amazing to, to get a chance. If you've never had the opportunity, it, it should be on a bucket list. Talk about watching a hockey game. Watching a hockey game in Canada is an experience. I, I, I personally never got a chance to watch a game at a for, at the forum. Yeah. But everybody says, you know, in terms of athletic meccas, th that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, uh, is this a dream job for you, uh, Steve, in terms of music and sports and mixing it? Sounds sounds like it would be for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, we're, we do yeah, – we're talking specifically about the – you know, we're really proud of our events and, you know, our winter classics, our outdoor games, our all-stars. You know, and then I also, as part of my job, run our sort of content arm of, of the league and – Another place that we're, we've really grown, you know, our, our social following ha has just gone up dramatically. And some of the content that we're producing and putting out um, has, you know, really, I think, made also some some inroads. In, in turn, you know, our, our goal, like all sports, and is just to grow the sport and grow its popularity. Um, you know, we have focused in the last year on some of our younger players, developing star players. Um, it's like really important. But, you know, we're one of the few sports leagues um, that is right now currently seeing a, a growth in ratings, um, a growth in revenue. Um, you know, it, it's some of the, the fruits of the labor are paying off. And, um, you know, it, it, it's great. It, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. And there's really good people in hockey. It, it is a lot of, you know, people that are respectful and get it and just want to do the right thing. Like, it's, there's something about it. There is a team before individual mentality, which is good and bad. In my world, it's not the best because you're trying to develop stars. You're trying to get guys to sort of come out of their shell. And yet they don't want to upset the locker room. And, and I understand that. I respect that. Um, and I think the younger players understand a little more that you can promote yourself. It's cool. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, but that's part of the culture. That's, you know, from, a, from, from growing up in the sport, that's what they've learned. And, and they take it all the way through. Um, 
And and so, you know, I, I think you, you get that feel from them, but they're so approachable and they're so likable and um, and they don't, you know, they're not seven feet tall. A couple of them yeah. are, are tall, but they also, you know, don't have the, the sort of unusual body type. Um, and so they're very like, hey, I can go up to that guy. And, and, and people do. And, and they will be the first ones to say hello right back. Uh, one of the gifts that you guys have gotten socially uh, this year, well, I guess two of them, uh, the hurricanes, celebrations, <laughs> and and gritty, the uh, the flyers, oh, yeah. gritty, yes. gritty. <laughs> gritty's my favorite. <laughs> uh, so, gritty happened by accident. You know, we all, you know sort of know, and uh, and it's a phenomenon, and it's fantastic. And you know, we just flew Gritty from the roof of Lincoln Financial Field in for the beginning of our outdoor game, and and uh, everything that Gritty sort of does um, goes viral, and every celebrity wants to do something with Gritty. Um, it's been a it's been incredible, a fun story. You know, Gritty unfortunately um, will not be with us for right. the playoffs as the Philadelphia Flyers won't make it, but. Um, but Gritty's a great story. And then what's happened with the Hurricanes is awesome. I, I mean, and that also shows, you know, we, we as a league are trying to project, like, listen, yes, it's all serious business, but let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. And, and those guys in Carolina have had a great time. I mean, it's talk about when the anthems and what, what, what who's going to sing next? Well, the question now is after they win, what's going to happen? Yeah. So somebody told me that 99% of people who attend a Carolina hurricane game stay through that. Like that, what other sporting event does no one leave because they want to see the post. It's a lesson learned that if you provide some great content in at the post game, people will stick around for it. And so, um, you know, they, they've had a lot of fun. And in the playoffs, I can't even imagine what they're planning. Uh, but it's great. And I do think it will continue through the playoffs. Um, you know, they, that's part of their signature now. And people expect it. Let's... Let's hope that they win a game or two in the playoffs so that we get to see what's up next. So one thing that we kind of talk about in terms of where the world is heading is how big hip-hop is as a major, major force. And uh, when you're looking at, obviously, what kind of music acts to book and who's going to appeal, I, I assume like most sports, you're the younger you get them, the better, like lifelong fans out of them. When you look at some of these these acts who a lot of people would say are non-conventional, you know, just sort of popping up on SoundCloud, some might say unpolished or hard to, to package, does that make it more difficult? Or how do you sort of work with, okay, this is where, where, where the kids are, what they want to listen to. How can we make this into something that is presentable on national television? That's, that's an interesting question because a lot of times people, and, and I get pitched all the time, will say, hey, why don't you take a chance here a little, um, work with them, like produce produce something. And, you know, would you be better saying like, hey, we're developing new artists or this is the place to come for somebody new or or from a from a hip hop standpoint, like, you know, 
go for, like you should go for it a little more. Like, listen, in the end of the day, we talk about music and certainly our live music. You know, there aren't that many opportunities that we have. It's not like every single night we're doing like an artist. So because of that, I think we try to go a little more mainstream conventional and somebody who has established a following and is a little more polished. Uh, but but I've thought about it a lot, like, you know, and could we develop, like, could we take some of these young artists, take them under our wing and hope that, you know, one day, you know, they become the next Drake and then believe me, they'll remember, or at least I hope they'll remember where they came from. I mean, it is something to think about for the future. Right now, I would say we're, we haven't done that. Although I, I have gone to a few artists to say, hey, why don't we come up with like our song? You know, you know, I guess Carrie Underwood, you, you talked about her. She does the opening of the NFL on uh, Sunday Night Football. Like, how about if you write a song and we actually talk to one artist I had an idea. Named? About, no, well, I had, so I'll, I'll tell you, I, sh I actually shouldn't say, say this, but I will tell you, we had an artist that has done a few things with us, um, rapper, hip hop, and we went to him and said, write a song, make it NHL friendly, uh, we'll feature it. And one of the things that we had as a crazy idea was that some of the lines would actually be recited by our players. And you like coach our players and we'll, Let's come on and create a song. So it'll feature you and our players. And then there's this combination and it's fun. It's hilarious. You're sort of seeing the outtakes of them trying to do their line. That That's great content to share with our fans as well. Um, moving forward, that could be something I'd love to do if – and, and and what happens is that's painstaking for an artist. They don't have a lot of time. They're on the road. They're touring. It might be something to do with a young artist, and if you've got any, send them my way, who is looking for that break and looking for something, you know, this could be an opportunity and who's willing to dedicate some time into it because it's just these things don't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. But that's an idea that I'd love to pull off, and I think our players would get a kick out of it. Uh, and participate in it. Um, so that's a long-winded way to say, I mean, for the right opportunity and for the right idea, I'd love to work with somebody who might not have the biggest name, be a little unpolished, and maybe, maybe one day they'll remember me when they're a big star. And the Kendrick Lamar or somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Ken, yeah, if I worked with Kendrick 10 years ago, you know, you do that, next thing you know, he's a huge star. Hey, you know, we, we had him win. And kind of in that same vein, I happened to watch, uh, I saw a clip on, I think it was the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks game. There's like a young up and coming rapper who was, was making a crowd scene and doing a dance kind of thing. Do you pay attention to, you know, what the other leagues are doing? Are you, no, you are you friends? Are you enemies? Are you just no. siloed? Friends, 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 a million percent. We all share ideas. Um, we all go to our our events. Oh, we're constantly watching what they're doing. They're constantly watching what we're doing. Um, I, I think you, you want to know what your competition is doing, but I do think we're friends from a standpoint of, 
you know, a lot of parts are interchangeable. There's a lot of people that are working at the NBA that one day worked at the NHL. People at the NHL worked at the NFL. Like we, you sort of, once you're in sort of that sports world, you kind of move around a little bit. Um, but you do any better, you know, like any business, you want to want to understand what the competition is doing. And playfully or rightfully, you, you want to beat the competition. You want to do something that makes the bigger impact. So we're all trying to one-up each other. And no question, all have an eye on each other. And we're adding a team. We're, we're going to add another team. We're going to Seattle. Right. So, you know, that, you know, is, is pretty cool. That, that franchise is going to be amazing. And what Vegas did is one of the greatest stories in sports. To, to, to in their first year go to the Stanley Cup final that that's like unheard of and the fact that um, you know now we got another team you know again all great things happening at the NHL we're really we're really excited I'm hearing uh, Houston is always a possibility too you know I don't want to, I don't want to get Trevor too excited I don't want to get Trevor too excited you know there's there's all the rumors and uh, you know right now we're, we're holding steady at 32 Um but yeah, you know, uh, we're we're obviously aware of many cities who are interested. That's exciting for a guy like me. You know, I'm not involved in that part of those decisions. But yet, it's just exciting to hear how many cities want an NHL team. Uh, that just shows that you know we're doing something right, and they want our league to come to their city. So you know, hopefully, you know, we'll continue to grow and. Um, there are, you know, there's some good things ahead. When you talk about growth too, you mentioned some of the international growth, uh, like where's, where's, where's where's some, where's some spots around the world where you're seeing like significant development? China, right? Yeah. So when I came in a few years ago, we, we were not uniquely playing games anywhere other than North America. And, and since we've, we've grown, uh, we, we started, we, we had a world cup of hockey in 2016 in Toronto. It was a great success. And then, um, starting in 2017, we have started playing games in China. Um, and it, it was fun. I'll, I'll tell you a quick, funny story. So we go to China, we play our first game in China, Shanghai. Okay. Good crowd. A lot of the crowd too, there are expats. So, they're from the United States, Canada. They show up, but then there's quite a few Chinese fans. And we were told you we're going to need to educate the crowd. So you tell them, hey, a goal is worth one point. Uh, this is what offsides is. This is what uh, all the penalties are. And you, you try to educate them as best as you can. So it gets down to it's the end of the second period. Vancouver's playing the LA Kings. It's two to one. Okay. And the third period begins, and we look around. Where is everybody? <laughs> where, where, where do they go? It was packed. It was like 19,000 people. Where do they go? And somebody said, I think they left. They thought it was only two periods. <laughs> so we never told them that it was a three-period game. Uh... And so we were like, no. No. <laughs> So the crowd had left. So, so we learned the next game. We actually then went to Beijing, and believe me, like all our messaging was, 
the game lasts three periods <laughs> in the second period. Don't go anywhere, everybody. In our, in you're our thinking time. about every that's other good. detail. You're forgetting the, the most basic. Sometimes yeah. you just forget the most basic. But that's what's starting from scratch. I mean, they they had no clue over there, which is great. And now now they're you know they're we played last year. It was awesome. We're going back again this year. Um, we went to Europe. We've played games in Stockholm and Finland and Helsinki. Uh, Switzerland. We're, next year, we're going to Czech Republic. We're going to Berlin in Germany. Our players, we've got like 40%, a little over 40% of our league are foreign players. So, you know, we should be international. And, you know, we've taken players that are specific to that country, their team, to those games. And wow, I mean, talk about rock stars. You know, these guys walk out of the hotel. They're mobbed, mobbed in their particular country. And um, and now a lot of those teams who have players from those countries, they're raising their hand. We want to go. We want to go. And so you'll see that as we pick the teams that go to these games, they absolutely have players on those teams that are from those countries. Um, but it's it's cool. And um, – you know, we're learning lessons along the way, but, uh, you know, we definitely feel international is a is a huge growth area for the NHL. And uh, just uh, going back to the cup of how uh, the cup is the rock star. When yeah. when uh, teams win, they uh, everyone gets a day with the cup. We when get, they bring it all over to, to, the to these countries, it, it's, exactly. it's that same thing. It's, yeah. They can't never find the player. The cup keepers are, are pretty famous themselves. Right. And they go everywhere with it. What a job. I mean, they, they and, and unpredictable. Because, you know, all right, where, where are you going, Trevor? Oh, I'm going deep. All right, I'm going with you. They go with you. <laughs> so they so they kind of trail along. Uh, but th- it, it does. It makes its rounds all the way through the summer. And, and you know, and what we're starting to do at the league, and, and we just did it for the first time. So it, it started um, late, the day with the Cup. So there's a lot of living players who never had their day with the Cup. So we've started a program that we're now doing that you, you get some sort of legends of our game who won the cup, but just never had their day with it. We're giving them that opportunity. And we think it's great. And we did one with a gentleman, Bernie Perrant played for Philadelphia. It, it was unbelievable. He, he was in, in ecstasy like this whole day. So it's been that long, but like he, he treated it as if he had won yesterday. And, uh, and so we're going to do more of those, uh, especially during this playoff season. Uh, you know, the day with the cup is unique. Like, again, another unique part of the NHL as opposed to other sports. And, you know, we want to, you know, we want to seize on that. So after all this, when you're talking about everything that you do with the NHL, can you just chill out and watch a game? Or are you just sort of always on, even even during the most intense game, thinking about you know, just whether it's critique or what we can do next or what we're going to work on, or is it just, let me just take these three, four hours, however long, just chill. Uh, you want to, so I'll, I'll answer it one way. If my wife was here, she'd answer it another way. She'd <laughs> certainly say, no way. No, I, I will tell you this. So it translates pretty well. So when I was in the television business, I could not watch a television show without completely critiquing it. You know, mm-hmm. I, most people want to just watch it for entertainment. I would sit there and go, why did they edit it 
Why do they edit it that way? Why is this in this order? You know, what, what, that script, you know, I, I would always just be looking at things that way. I, I think I'm the same this way. I could chill and watch a game, but at the same time, I'm chilling and watching. Why does that look that way? Oh, this would be way better if that was the music played right now. If the energy in the arena, like I get on that a lot in certain arenas that I go to, like, come on, let's go. Let's raise the energy here. We might be losing in the, no matter where I am. You know, there's there's ways to sort of up the intensity. So I always am sort of thinking that way. But that's my job. When I'm in an arena, it's a little different watching on TV. But when I'm in an arena, that's my job is to try to make the experience for our fans better. So I'm always thinking about that. Um, but I actually could chill watching other sports uh, a little more than I probably used to. I shouldn't say that because I was always a fan of sports. But I think when I separate myself a little more from hockey, I can just watch something else, which I'm okay to admit because I do all the time, and just chill. But it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, sure. Uh, for all the all the changes, one tradition, Steve, I hope that always uh, stays with with uh, NHL playoffs specifically is uh, the handshakes at the end when uh, one team's eliminated. So it's it's really nice to see that it is, and especially in a game like you referred to earlier that ends in an overtime, which is just this dramatic like boom, it's over, and then then you know after playing that hard for that long, and then suddenly you're just walking down the line and you're shaking hands and Let's face it, we, we are in a very physical sport, and over the course of seven games, guys have punished each other, and there might be a few fights, and there's some bad blood, and there's certainly bad words between teams, and yet, to your point, at the end, there's always the handshake. Um, so, you know, again, another tradition, every sport has th th their traditions, but you know, we, we keep on pointing to those in hockey, and they are really special. And uh, the playoffs, I, I think, magnify these traditions um, even more. But, yeah, it, it is unique. And, and you don't find that too often in, in life, let alone sport. And so um, – so should we end this interview on a handshake? <laughs> <laughs> Only appropriate. Yeah, yeah. We all won. Sure. Hey, yeah. well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We are shaking hands for those in the audio audience. <laughs> Steve Mayer, thank you so much. No, uh, NHL Chief Content Officer, Executive Vice President. Uh, enjoy the playoffs. If you can, just try to relax. Enjoy the playoffs. And, and thank you for having me. And uh, and. To both of you, enjoy the playoffs. You're going to become a fan, Trevor. That's, okay, all right. Uh, next time, <laughs> next time I come here, you're going to tell me everything I need to know about the NHL. Uh, I'll start off with there are three periods. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Again, thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.